Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Welcome to another episode of the Propane Business Podcast. Hope you're or have enjoyed the one <laughs> one monologue episode that was before this, um, where I covered. If you've not heard that, I covered how to get online personal training clients. The reason I covered that is um, it's a very popular search term at the moment online. You wouldn't believe how many people are searching for it. I'm actually um, in the middle of releasing a YouTube series on the same thing where I go into it in a lot more detail. So um, as of the time of me recording this, uh, part one has just gone up, but by now there should be probably part one and part two actually available to watch. Uh, where I cover basically the stages of this process of how to get an online client. So from intention, engagement, conversion, and follow-up, you've probably heard some of those words before, but basically just our take on that, All right? So that's over on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, type in Propane Fitness, and you'll see everything uh, that you that you need. Um, in today's episode, I'm going to talk you through a day in the life of running Propane Fitness. This is something that weirdly we're asked about quite a bit. Um, and, uh, it's one of those things like you never would think someone would, would have any interest in anything like this. Right. Um, but yeah, we get asked about it a lot. We have a YouTube video that I recorded back in, I think like March or something, uh, where I went over this stuff. And obviously, uh, just the nature of, of like what Yusuf and I do, we're always evolving and adapting what we do, we're always changing processes and things like that. So my day looks pretty different now um yeah it was five months ago i recorded the video so when i actually did that video it was pre-lockdown um so none of that had happened yet and uh as a result i spent a lot of time kind of working from coffee shops and doing more kind of remote work um remote being like not in my home office um whereas now you know since the uk was put into lockdown i've been working completely at home and i have a, a room in my house that i use as an office and um I'm fortunate that, you know, over the years, I've also been building, slowly adding to a home gym. Um, so I train there as well. So I've been living this very kind of monastic monk style life um, where I more or less, I'm just at home all day um, while also running and growing propanefitness.com. So uh, what I wanted to do is is just walk you through what that's like, right? Because I think a lot of people don't really know what it's like. And it's not something that... Um, like none of my friends do this for a living, right? Not many people really still know what I do. When people ask you that com- that question in a conversation, like, "Hey, what do you what do you do?" and you say, "I'm, I'm an online fitness coach," right? No one really knows what that means. Um, so I wanted to just give you a snapshot of what it actually looks like, um, what I do from the moment I wake up to the moment, um, almost the moment I, I go to bed, right? And what that what that looks like, and hopefully from that you can kind of gather. Um, whether or not this is something you would want to do. Um, some caveats to this are that obviously 
um, if you were in the position where you were starting your business online, um, it probably wouldn't look like this. Um, to the extent, you know, we've been running Propin Fitness a long time. We have a lot of clients and a lot of different programs. Um, we get a lot of emails. We have a lot of inbound communications in the business every day. We have a team now to manage. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on that requires attention. Um, and so some of that stuff, bear in mind, like some of this stuff is inflated that you wouldn't even be touching initially. Um, I think, you know, the core of it is building your business to the point where it's kind of proving it to yourself that it can work um, and that you can devote more time to it. And so for the sake of this, what I said when I did this YouTube, the same YouTube video was I'm going to assume that you have 30 to 60 clients in a group based coaching program, which is what we teach inside of Propane Business. And you're using the kind of the, the approach we teach, which is you have a 14 day sequence that is attracting people via advertising or other organic methods into this sequence that is doing a lot of the heavy lifting for you from a selling perspective. So you aren't spending all day cold calling or anything like that. You aren't DMing people endlessly on Instagram. Um, so this is doing the heavy lifting of the selling for you. You are perhaps answering some questions in the sales process, but that is mostly selling for you. Um, and you are kind of delivering your coaching in a leveraged way. By leveraged, I simply mean for every hour of your time, you are helping more than one person, right? We are no longer in this one-to-one -one relationship that a lot of offline coaches are in, where they are literally selling access to an hour of their time at specific times of the day. Okay, you're no longer doing that as an online coach. So the other caveat here is what I'm going to describe in a, in a day is not really, which is, may seem odd, um, this isn't really everything that I would do. So I'm going to go over part of my day in detail and then the other part's kind of this open-ended question mark, right? And so what I'm going to cover is what I would consider the bare minimum stuff, right? The stuff that has to happen on a daily basis for the business to still run and still grow. Um, and the rest of it is kind of longer-term project-based work. Um, I will often do more than what I'm about to describe. Pretty much every day I'm going to I do more than I would describe. Um but if I need the flexibility, if I want to take an afternoon off, if I want to go, you know, spend time with my family, play golf, do, you know, do other things, I can afford to do that, right? So that's the rationale behind the, the, the way the day is split. Kind of the morning is doing the things that have to happen. The afternoon is spent doing things that would be nice if they happened, but don't abs aren't absolutely fundamental to the business operation, okay? So the, I think the other thing to mention is uh, so many people... Uh, in this world, focus this discussion around minimizing how much work you do, right? And I think that comes from a culture of um, not liking your job, right? Or not liking what you do. Um, I think I can speak for both Yusuf and I when I say that like, we genuinely love working in and on the business, right? We love working with clients. We love seeing people's progress. We just enjoy doing it. Right. And I think probably the problem that both of us have, to be honest, is we left our own devices work too much. Right. It's not that we don't work enough. It's not that I am seeking to work as few hours as possible. It's literally stuff like forcing myself to take days off, forcing myself to have a holiday. Right. Because my business is, is you know, a big chunk of my interest and it's very rewarding to do that. So. I don't, I don't really agree with the whole four hour work week thing. Um, that's not to say that you should be working long hours. 
It's more just to say that when you experience working in something that is your own, when you experience what it's like to you know, create pieces of content that impact lots of people, when you work with co- with clients and see that progression through through coaching them, you will definitely change how you feel about it. Okay, especially when you're able to design your day and work on it on your own terms. So you're not going to hear me talking about waking up at times I'm not willing to. You're not going to hear me talking about going to bed at times I'm not willing to. Right? You're not going to hear me, aside from the odd expectation, the odd exception, working longer than I'm willing to. Okay. Generally speaking, Yusuf and I work in a way that we want to on something that we enjoy. Right. And I think that, to be honest, that is the benefit of being an online business owner, is that you decide your hours. You decide where you work and you decide what you work on and who with, all right? And there are very, very few places or jobs or roles or even businesses that you can run in the world that afford that kind of scenario. So with all that said, I'm going to talk you, th- talk you through a super brief version of kind of what I do in the morning because a lot of people ask, what is your morning routine? And I've done a podcast on this before. Um, it's nothing complicated. It used to be very complicated, kind of what I do personally, but basically from... 6.30 a.m., which is when I wake up, to 9 a.m. is kind of personal development time, right? And basically all I do in that time uh, is I will train in the garage in the morning. I will meditate for 20 minutes. I will usually listen to or read some kind of book, podcast, course that I'm kind of focusing on at the moment and like shower and get dressed, right? That's pretty much it, um, as well as having some food. So I'm not, I used to do a ton of stuff, right? I used to journal and use loads of apps and and things like that. Um, But basically what I was finding was just simply that um, I couldn't definitively say that these things were having a difference, right? I couldn't say when I do or don't do the following, I feel different, right? So whereas meditation training, um, generally the learning and listening to new things, I can categorically say that I see a benefit from. Okay, so once I do that, I'll start work at 9 a.m. Um, and I go through the following sequence, right? And this is kind of what I would consider to be my startup process. Or um, and, and honestly, I, I will I set a clock with this stuff, right? I try and race to get it done because the days I'm really productive are days when I just focus entirely on each thing until it's complete and I work through to the next. Um, and it also frees up the maximum amount of my time. Like if I get through this by 11 a.m., um, I can, I could take the rest of the day off. And I think that's really what I, what I want to prep, like really get across here is that these are the key levers that you have to pull and manage on a daily basis to make sure everything's running. And then after I've done this, it's like, right, I'm going to work on a project that won't pay off today, but might pay off in six months time. All right. Maybe it's building a new program, launching a new automation, launching a new sales funnel, launching a new podcast. Like this is, for example, how we built the propane business program was in this kind of spare project based time. It's also how we're in a position where we're able to run the propane business program or do the propane business podcast or coach propane business clients. Right. Because we have we freed up time in our schedules um, through systematization and, and automation over time. All right. So the first thing that I do is a review of our marketing dashboard, right, which takes me about 30 minutes. And super boring, but basically, you know, I used to be an accountant, so I think that this is this stuff shining through. But basically, um, I will look through um, all of the numbers across all the different ad platforms we're running on. I will check our cost per click, our cost per lead, our cost per sale. I'll just make sure that things are running on track, right? And I'll make a couple of adjustments. I have an entire process, like a daily workflow that I teach inside of the Propane Business Program, Um 
for people to do, right, which takes 30 minutes, which is looking at all the numbers, drilling things down, evaluating what you need to turn off, what you need to scale up, what you need to, like, what changes you need to make. Um, and basically, the way I look at all that stuff is, right, if you could choose one is you spend 30 minutes like looking at the dashboard and the data of kind of what these platforms are doing for you 24 7 versus spending all day on instagram or linkedin or twitter or whatever trying to reach the same number of people which would you prefer right so we run ads we are only able to run ads because we have processes that allow us to at least break even on the cost of the advertising and these ads are serving, like I think the last time I checked on one of the funnels we were running, um, we have served impressions to over, like well over 2 million impressions, right? Which means our ads have appeared 2 million times just in the course of this one funnel, right? Which is fairly recent, um, hasn't even been running a full year. So 2 million instances of a post from us appearing on someone's newsfeed, right? Which is crazy, when you really sit and think about that. Okay, so the power of running ads firstly allows you this like synthesized version of marketing where you, you look at it and manage it for 30 minutes because you can look at the data and see what's actually happening. How many people saw all the posts I, I, I'm putting out? How many people clicked? How many of the people clicked took the next action and opted in? How many people who opted in took the next step and bought something from me? Okay, so that's the first 30 minutes. Second 45 minutes, or the next thing I do is I will write kind of my bit of content for the day, which is for me, um, marketing email or marketing emails. So I will take something that I want to talk about, talk about to our, to our leads, people in our pipeline, and I'll write an email. It usually takes me, I, I spend about 45 minutes on this, and I, in that time I can usually write one or two emails. Okay, so the people I'm communicating with have been through a funnel where we offered them a program initially. They said no, yeah, and they are thinking about it. And when I make them an offer again, they might go ahead with it. So the, these communications, generally I send emails on a daily basis, which some people might think is too much. Um, but, you know, people don't read emails when you want them to read emails. They read emails when they're relevant. And if you're, if you're always top of mind, you're pretty likely to convert a sale when it's needed or when you want one. Um, so I will write two emails roughly in that 45 minutes and those emails, we have lots of stuff happen with them, which I won't go into. Basically, we send emails out to our house lists or our lists of people that are kind of our core follow-up lists. The best ones are automated and evergreened and moved onto different platforms. So for example, here's something very meta for you, right? This topic, day in the life of an online fitness coach, um, was initially an email, then it became a YouTube video. Now it's becoming a podcast. Okay, so like cross-platform pollination is something I'll cover in a second, but I put in kind of one core bit of creative work a day and that then feeds into other things, right? Feeds into other platforms. But all I need to do is have one idea a day. Very, very easy. And I actually have more than one idea a day and I form a queue on a list that I'm always feeding from. Third thing I do is I just check in our client Facebook groups, right? So people are always tagging us, checking in. We have people who help us with these groups, but I check in and make sure I'm not needed in anything, right? Just see how everyone's getting on 15 to 30 minutes, okay? Even on check-in days, that will only ever take slightly longer than that because there are so many resources in the programs that we have that people are able to access. 
the next 30 minutes, I fence off for programming and programming adjustments, writing programs. Okay, so inevitably, we have people who have been in the ProPin protocol for a long time or clients who've been working with us for a long time who have been through all of the programming sequences that we have already made and they need a new program, right? So someone has to make them. Generally speaking, that's me. Um, so I will just go through and design a program that makes sense for a specific block and I'm adding to our programming library or I'm creating client-based resources, right? I'm creating bits of training or answering questions, basically adding things into the, the content library, the machine for us to distribute to clients. Next thing is what I just spoke about, what I just mentioned, which is repurposing content. And generally what I will do is I will take something that is uh, an email that I've written, or maybe it's something that Yusuf has created or a tweet that he's put out. Um, and I, I put it onto some kind of search-based platform. All right. Now by search-based, what I mean is I'll write an article about it. I will put it on a podcast or I'll put it on, a, on YouTube because all of those platforms are search based. Okay. In other words, the way people find things is they search for things. And that means that because it's not feed based or social based content, it doesn't expire, right? It's no longer not relevant tomorrow because I posted it yesterday. If you post something on Instagram, it might be the best bit of content you've ever put out there. But generally speaking, people don't search Instagram for topics. If I want to find out something about how do I manage training around working away for a week, working away for a week, right? I'm not going to look on people's Instagram feeds for that. I'm probably going to go to YouTube or Google. I might even type it into to iTunes podcasts or Spotify these days, right? So if we have bits of content that have done really, really well, so if I've written an email or Yusuf's put out something somewhere that's done really, really well, and we know it resonated with people, the best place is for us to put that, for us to maximize the chances of it reaching someone who's searching for stuff is maybe on the Propane Fitness website in the form of an article. Or maybe it's a podcast on our iTunes, on our iTunes or Spotify. Or maybe it's on YouTube. Okay, So if someone has a problem, in other words, they're looking for fat loss or muscle building coaching around a busy job in a, in a professional industry and they're searching for stuff, they're pretty likely to stumble across us just by chance. So if that's happening regularly, it just maximizes the chances of one of them being a hit. After that, I moved to firefighting or admin. This is stuff that no one wants to talk about, right? But I generally, I fence off an hour for a day and that is like looking at emails that have come in. If anyone's unhappy about anything, if we've had any nasty comments places, these things, no matter how well you run, run your, your business, you're always going to have problems, right? You're always going to have things that that require your attention on a daily basis. So I fence off time each day to uh, devote time to that, just just to that. And then the final thing is a team meeting. This wasn't on the YouTube video. Um, we didn't used to do this daily. Now we do this daily um, where we have kind of a, a process we go through um, to make sure things are checked off and everyone on the team knows what they're doing. And then the other side of the day, so that's kind of, that's basically it. And that's about four, four to five hours of, of work, right? Not four hours a week, four to five hours a day. So Monday through to Friday and often Saturday morning as well, I will go through this entire thing or a condensed version of it, right? Now, maybe that's worse than you thought. Maybe you thought, God, I thought online coaching would be like an hour, an hour a day, right? I think it's important to mention that we're trying to grow the business. We run it, I think, properly. You know, we have a lot of systems in place. We have a lot of people in lots of different programs. Um, I'm not looking to not work. I'm looking to work probably in, in a way as much as I can if I could choose to and I have to put in limits on myself. Um, so 
um, this is kind of a realistic expectation of what I think, you know, if you're running a business that was the size of, of propane, um, what it would take on a daily basis for you to do. You could certainly do fewer things or you could certainly do less. Um, but I probably wouldn't personally advise that. I would then take an hour off for lunch. I think that's really important, right? Taking breaks in the day, something that, again, no one in kind of hustle and grind, Gary Vaynerchuk life talks about. But you've got to stay fresh. It's You can't do very many more hours of work than what I've just described in a day. So I probably only have a couple of hours of focus remaining that generally I, I devote to project-based work. So I've kind of done the stuff that has to happen. Now I'm focusing on like, what are the big things we're trying to move forward this quarter or this year? What can I build that might that might double down on where we're at in, some, in one specific area um, or pay off in a year's time? And then I'll generally try and finish by about five or six o'clock. I used to train in the evening. I used to go to the gym at that point, but I was just finding that I would I would just put it off and I, it was, I had no energy left because usually by five, six o'clock, I'm pretty tired. Right. So at that point, I'll generally stop working, try and take the rest of the evening off as long as I don't have anything that's overlapping for any reason. So that is pretty much it, guys. That is a, an average day in the life. Um, and I think the stuff that I would say that I would really like to try and emphasize is everything that we are doing and everything I think that as an online business owner, you should be doing is trying to look for flywheel opportunities, right? You may have heard me talk about this before, but a flywheel is is something that um, I think basically Jeff Bezos popularized, right? This idea of like Amazon is a flywheel. And by that, I mean, um, Amazon does well because there's, there's a lot of choice in Amazon. There's a lot of choice in Amazon because a lot of people sell on Amazon, right? So a lot of buyers go to Amazon because there's a lot of choice and they've got great customer service and all that sort of stuff. So because lots of people go to Amazon to buy, there's a lot of demand on Amazon, which means more sellers are attracted to Amazon, which means there's more choice on Amazon, which means more buyers go to Amazon, right? So in other words, the more volume, the more revenue goes through Amazon, the better the entire thing becomes. So things are happening once and then duplicating themselves over and over again. So everything we do, we're trying to look for kind of the flywheel opportunity, right? So running ads is an example of that, right? Rather than having to post something new every day on social media to the same audience over and over again, I could write one bit of content, run it as an ad and have that running 24 seven, okay? To millions of people. Rather than um, writing a new bit of content on every bit of platform to try, uh, on every platform to try and reach as many people as possible, I could put out one bit of content each day in the form of an email that's going only to people that I'm following up who I think have a really high chance of buying from me when I make an offer. I then take that and I distribute it across as many platforms as possible, mainly search-based platforms because I, they are likely to be found in the future, right? In my Facebook group management, my programming adjustments, I'm answering clients from questions, clients from questions, questions from clients, and I'm adding them to a library that then can be sent to every other client we ever work with. Right? I'm creating evergreen assets repurposing content's the same thing. So everything we do, we're trying to do it so that the work I do today doesn't just impact today, it impacts tomorrow and all week and thus this time next year, right? And if you view things like that, really that's when running an online business or being an online coach is completely different and you'll be able to run circles around yourself in terms of revenue and performance of what you were doing as an offline business because of this stuff, right? As an offline business, you have hours in the day, you have clients that come to you, you work with them for an hour and you don't get anything out of that hour tomorrow, right? It's an hour that that client paid you for, but that's it. Whereas an hour of coaching I do for clients now can be chunked up and split up and put into various places or repurposed, 
right, turn into modules, I'm helping hundreds or thousands of people at once rather than one, okay? But it requires the proper setup. Which leads me on to the final thing to say, which is just as always, right? If you're listening to these podcasts and you like what we do, then hopefully you know what to do by now. But if not, if you want to work with us, you want to jump to the front of the queue, go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast. If you just want to hear some more about what we do, you want to get as much free information about this as we are willing to give away, go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast. I can't remember why I just said that twice. (laughs) Email us with the subject line propane business podcast if you want to jump to the front of the queue or go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast. That's what happens when you speak on your own for 23 minutes and 46 seconds. Right, guys, hopefully that was helpful. Speech on the next episode. Hope you enjoy. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels. The best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.